Greetings, this is Pastor Thomas A. Deloach, and this episode is brought to you by To Empower You, a podcast dedicated to helping young adults and young couples achieve their goals and dreams from a biblical context. From a biblical context. Pastor Thomas A. Deloach. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to To Empower You. I am your host, Thomas A. Deloach, and it is a joy to have you connecting with me again for these few moments in time. And on today's show, I want to talk about just wait. This is a teaching podcast, so go and grab your Bibles and something to write with. You are going to want to take some copious notes, as I believe I have a word from the Lord for you today. We're going to start here at John chapter number 11. When we're dealing with this word, just wait is very difficult for many of us to do so because we live in a quick, fast paced society and nobody wants to wait. I don't either. We don't like long lines. It's something about waiting that causes anxiety. It causes frustration. People get angry because many times we're trying to figure out what am I waiting so long for? Even if we know what we want to buy, it's something about being in a long line at the all at the store, it just brings about a lot of uneasiness. But when we're dealing with God, our waiting is with purpose. I want to say that again. When we're dealing with God, our waiting is with purpose. He's building in patience in all of us. And I know we don't like patience either, but we need it because many times God will delay something because we're not ready to get it. We're not ready to operate in it. We're not ready to walk in it. And so he's building something in us so it will sustain us in the process and help us to understand some things about God. So hopefully through my discourse today, you will learn that if you can really get waiting into your heart, it's going to do something wonderful for you down the road. It is something about waiting And we're waiting with assurance. We're waiting in faith because we know the end result is going to be favorable for us. So again, let's start here at John chapter number 11. And I'm going to kind of skip around in these verses, but I want to start at verse number one to try to give you a background and a backdrop about where we want to go. It says here, now a certain man was sick named Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary and her sister Martha. It was that Mary which anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Verse number three says, therefore, his sister sent unto him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom thou lovest is sick. When Jesus heard that, he said this sickness is not unto death. You might want to underscore that this sickness is not unto death but for the glory of God, that the Son of Man might be glorified thereby. Verse 5 says, Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. When he heard, therefore, that he was sick, he abode two days still in the same place he was. Verse number 10 says, But if a man walk in the night, he stumbleth before the light in him. Verse 11 These things said he, after that he saith unto them, Our friend Lazarus sleepeth, but I go that I may awake him out of his sleep. Verse 12 says, Then said his disciples, Lord, if he sleeps, he'll do well. 
Howbeit, Jesus spake of his death, but they thought he had spoken of taking a rest in sleep. Verse number 14. Then Jesus said unto them plainly, Lazarus is dead. Let's skip down to verse number 17. Then when Jesus came, he found that he had lain in the grave four days already. Then in verse number 21, he says, Then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if thou hadst been here, my brother had not died. But I know that even now, whatsoever thou wilt ask of God, God will give it to thee. Now, there's a lot to unpack here in John chapter 11. I'm not going to deal with all of it, but I want to point out verses four, five, and six again. It says, when Jesus heard that Lazarus was sick, he said that this sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the son of man might be glorified thereby. So Jesus knew that this sickness was not going to take Lazarus out forever. He knew he would get back up again. And then he follows it up and says, Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. Yet in verse six, he abode there two days in the same place. When I read verses four, five and six, it helped me to come up with this title. Just wait, because Jesus purposely waited two days when he could have gotten to Lazarus before he died. But I think it's important to understand that even when we're in a situation where even God loves us, the Lord loves us, but he will work after the counsel of his own will because there's something he's doing behind the scenes. And so it was with Lazarus's family. It's going to be with us many times. We may not understand. We may be frustrated. Lord, can you get here today? I need you right now. I can't wait another minute. But in the mind of God, he's like, no, you can wait because I'm doing something that is going to be needed for you down the road. One of the things I've learned is that we've been in church for many of us that have been in church a long time. You may have heard this said, Lord, we want you to get the glory. But do you really mean that? Because when God starts doing things to get the glory, we don't like how it's coming about. And this family didn't either because Martha had a lot of questions in her heart about why Jesus waited. And so through this, as I was reading, God gave me this acronym about wait. And I'm going to deal with this as I believe this will really encourage your heart. The letter W stands for willing. God is willing. I want to say that again. God is willing. Out of all the people in the world, I want you to know that God is willing to help you. That means he's ready. He's prepared. He's glad to do it again. Out of all the people in the world, I think God is just happy that you came to him with this situation. He's also inclined of mind. That means he has the right mindset, that his mindset is set on pulling you out and helping you and strengthening you in what you're going through. He knows how he's going to respond to your problem and get you out and moving you to a higher level. When God pulls you out, he doesn't pull you out on the same level. He pulls you out and puts you on a different level. And so I want you to know, and I want you to be encouraged that he is willing to do it. Many times when we're stuck in a situation, we're trying to figure out, is God willing? Does he really want me to come out? Is he really behind me being in this situation? Let's not charge God foolishly. Let's not charge God wrong about this. Even in Lazarus' situation, it 
it wasn't God's fault, even though Jesus chose to stay there two days. Remember, this was not about Lazarus. Could it be that what you're going through is not about you? You are not in this world alone. You may feel like it, but you're not. There's some things behind the scenes. There's some other people. When you come out of a certain situation, it's meant to encourage somebody else. So God has to move some things on the chessboard so that when you do finally get your victory, somebody else is going to be encouraged by it. Now, that may not encourage you while you're going through it because we've got a lot of questions while we're in a certain situation because we want relief. But what I want you to do is begin to see the big picture if you can. I want you to ask God to remove the scales from your eyes. Yes, you got something that's blocking your view. You can't see the big picture. You can't see what you need to see. But when God shows you something about your situation, it will bring encouragement. And when you get encouragement, don't share it with anybody else. Don't share with them what God showed you because many times people will talk you out of it. I can't tell you how many times people have asked God, Lord, show me what you're doing. And then they'll ask somebody else, what do you think about it? It doesn't matter what they think. God showed it to you. So tuck it away in your heart because what he showed you will cause you to be able to wait with encouragement, wait with patience, wait with joy. Again, it's like being in that long line. You got so many people there. They're not waiting with joy. They're not waiting with encouragement. They're not waiting with hope. They're waiting, but they're frustrated. They're waiting, but they're angry. They're waiting, but they're upset. So we need to understand some things while we're going through certain trials and tribulations but I want you to know that God is willing to bring you out. Letter A stands for he's able. God is able. That means he's capable. He's efficient. He's effective concerning your needs. He's competent. That means he's an expert. Have you ever had someone do something for you and they said, I'm able? What they're saying is I'm competent. I know what I'm doing. That's what God is saying. He's qualified. He's achieved many accolades in this area of need. You're not dealing with an, a novice, uh, someone who's green, someone who doesn't know what they're doing, someone that's uh, fresh on the scene. No, God has been on the scene for too long. He knows what he's doing. He's qualified. He's able. Another thing I want you to know and be encouraged by is that he's free. That means he's cleared his schedule to give you attention that you need in your area of situation. That ought to bless you right now. Because have you ever dealt with somebody and they say, I would do it, but I got this going on. I would do it, but I, I'm tied up here. In other words, they're telling you I'm not free. They may be capable, but they don't have the time. And this is why we should run to God with everything that we're going through, because God is saying, hey, I'm here. Why would you deal with someone else when you could deal with God? Why would you take it to someone else when you could take it to God? If we would really learn to acknowledge God in everything, he will direct our path. 
And the direction that he gives you is clear. The direction that he gives you is going to pull you into a direction that's going to help you, that's going to push you, that's going to encourage you, that's going to cause your joy to flow like never before. I want you to know that God is able. He's not busy. He's free to bless you. He knows how to do it. Rush it to him even now. The letter I for weight stands for integris. God has integrity. That means he's honest. In other words, when you come to God, he won't lie to you about your situation. He won't lie to you about what he's going to do. He's not going to spare your feelings. He's honest and we should want honesty, but you'd be surprised how many people don't want honesty. They want to hear what they want to hear. But when you go to God, he's going to be integrous of heart. He's going to tell you the truth, even if you don't want to hear it. We live in an age where the distinction between right and wrong is becoming increasingly blurred. Our culture has adopted the principle of situational ethics, which proposes that what is morally right varies from person to person and situation to situation. Yet God's standards don't change. They're timeless. God has integrity. And I want you to know that you can trust him. Matter of fact, say it to yourself. I can trust God. And when you go to God, he's going to deal with you in integrity because really this whole waiting thing is to put some integrity in you so that you can be honest about your situation. So when you come to Jesus and you have this meeting, maybe there's some deception inside of you that God is dealing with. And this is why you're waiting to get the house, the car. Maybe this is why you're waiting to be married. Maybe because there's some things inside of you that will destroy what God wants to give you. And I know we don't like integrity, but that is a quality that you don't find in many people. But thankfully, we find it in God and God wants to make us like him. Lord, give us some integrity, build it inside of us, whatever you got to do so that we can be right, so that we can be pure, so that we can be honest before him. And finally, the T stands for teach. God is going to teach you something in this thing called waiting. That means he's going to give you a set of instructions about your situation. God is not interested in giving you a good talking to or a lecture or even a speech, but rather he desires to give you instructions on how to deal with your problems in your marriage, at work, some interpersonal things that you're going through in your life. He says, I want to teach you, but watch this. You've got to be willing to be taught. If you're not willing to be taught, God is not going to spend time teaching you. He's not like other people trying to force feed you to give you something that you don't want. When God is teaching, we need to give our undivided attention and incline our ear to the mouth of God so that he can give us some specific instructions. In other words, God wants, he wants to show you how to handle that mean person on your job. He want to show you that in this situation, maybe that the person that you're dealing with is insecure and maybe you need to pray for them. You may think they're just rebellious, but they're insecure. So we're going to minister to their insecurity and rebuke that rebellion. See, God has a way that he can help you deal with people everywhere you go. 
Many times we think God is just, I don't know, some kind of entity that cannot give us some on the job training or right in that moment instruction. I don't care if you at a stoplight and things are going wrong. I don't care if you're at the grocery store. I don't care if you're with your kids or it doesn't even matter. You can be on vacation. God can give you some instruction about why things are happening. And if you listen to him, and do what he says do, you will see some miracles happen in your life. Miracles happen because God is trying to teach you something and show you something. Every act of obedience with every word that God gives you brings you one step closer to your miracle. I also think this is important as well. You can't receive God's instruction if you're not spending time with him. I'm going to say that to you one more time. You can't receive God's instruction if you're not spending time with him. Many times people say, Lord, teach me. Well, God can't teach you if you're not spending time with him. So spend some quality time with him every day so that he can teach you, give you some instruction. Let me give you Luke chapter 10 starting at verse number 40, and we'll conclude at verse number 42. And these kind of the last things that I want to say to you. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked him, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me here to do all the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Verse number 41, Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better and it will not be taken away from her. That was a profound teaching moment that God gave Martha. Martha didn't understand that in that moment, what was important is that you need to sit at the feet of Jesus. And she didn't realize that. So she's upset. So she's telling the Lord, why don't you tell Mary to help me? Don't you even care that I'm in here struggling? Have you ever said that to God? Do you care that I can't pay my bills? Do you care that I'm sick in my body? Do you care that my marriage is going nowhere? Do you care that my children are on drugs or in the street? That's foolishness. Never charge the Lord like that and say, Lord, do you care? We know that God cares, but we are out of our mind at that moment because we don't know what is necessary. And Martha is so upset because she's trying to prepare food for Jesus and Jesus is not there for that. See, that's the problem. Jesus is not there to eat. He's not there to kick it. He's not there to have family time. He is there to give instruction. And I believe that the Lord wanted to really give them some instructions about what was getting ready to happen to Lazarus. But because they were running around doing this, that, and the other, they couldn't receive it. Martha, that is. But notice what the scripture said. Mary knows and she has chosen through the counsel of her own will, she has chosen to sit at the feet of Jesus and this part will not be taken away. I want to tell you the best thing you can get from your relationship with God is sitting at his feet and no one can take that away from you. It is your choice. You choose to be taught. You choose to listen just like you choose to rebel, just like you choose to do other things. And Mary chose the best part. And because of that, Mary wasn't as flustered as Martha was. Mary wasn't as confused 
as Martha was. She wasn't confused at all, as a matter of fact. She understood the reason why Jesus was there. I call this misplaced energy. That happens when I don't know or that I don't understand what is important at that moment. So I give all my energy and focus to something that God is simply not ready to do. Could that be going on in your life right now? Are you giving your time and attention to something that God is really not ready to do? And so you're waiting and you're frustrated, but you won't be if you allow God to give you the word of the Lord. It's something about when you're upset and angry and you open up your Bible and you calm your spirit down and you read the scripture and then you can get some instruction, some encouragement, and it helps you. It helps bring you into focus. It helps you to realize and you're able to really get some revelation and some insight about what the next move is. And may I say this to you, sometimes the next move is to not move at all. It's to stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. When you're sitting at the feet of Jesus, he may tell you, just wait, I'm working on it. Don't move. Don't get in the way of what I'm doing. I want to caution parents that sometimes we're so in a rush to try to help our children when we just need to ask the Holy Spirit, do I need to help them? Because maybe God is not even trying to help them right now because he can't get their attention and you're force feeding things on your kids and they're not ready to listen. When they are ready to listen, they'll listen. But until such time, you just got to pray for them. Pray that they'll get it. Pray that their heart will be open to receive from God or from someone else that's not in your family. I've been there before. Even when I was growing up, I'm sure my mom was like, when is he going to get the lesson? And then someone, God will send someone to me and they'll say exactly what my mother said or somebody else has been trying to say to me and I can get the real picture. Sometimes we're just not in a place in our mind. We're not in a place in our heart. Our attitude is bad concerning things. You know, we're hurling all kind of insults at God when we really need to look within and check our own attitude. But I really believe if you can just wait and know that God is willing, he's able, he has integrity, and he wants to teach you something, it's going to push you into a whole nother level of life. And he said, I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly is my prayer. If this show blessed you, I want you to send me an email at info at thomasadeloach.com. Drop me a message today. Go to my website at www.thomasadeloach.com. There's a subscriber box. Put your email in that subscriber box and click the send button and I will send you a free PDF that you can read and encourage your heart. If you are being blessed by these shows that I'm releasing to you on a weekly basis and you want to financially partner with me, you can go right back to that website, scroll all the way down to the bottom of the screen and click that donation tab and give your level best. If this is blessing you, I'm asking for financial partners. No dollar amount is too big or too small and everything that you give will help me empower you and other people. I'm praying for you. I'm believing God for you. I want to see you wait in this season and don't get ahead of God. I promise you it will be worth the wait. And until next time, peace to the family. Thank you for listening to my show. 
to empower you. If you were blessed, inspired, and encouraged, please send me a praise report, prayer requests, or show ideas to info at thomasadeloach.com. And follow me on Instagram at Thomas A. Deloach and Facebook at Dr. Thomas A. Deloach. And remember, you can go to my website anytime at www.thomasadeloach.com. Until next time, be empowered.